This is episode 599 of the AWS podcast, released on June 29, 2023. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. This is the AWS podcast. I'm your host for today's episode, Jillian Ford. And today's episode is all about high performance computing. I'm here today with Heidi. So Heidi, tell everyone, what is it that you do at AWS? I work in the HPC products and services organization. I've actually worked in HPC for most of my career, and I joined AWS two years ago to work on enabling HPC codes on AWS and how can we make them perform better and make HPC available to a wider audience. And for those who aren't familiar with the term HPC, what does it actually mean? So HPC, obviously there's a P, stands for performance. Performance has traditionally been very important for these workloads. These workloads try to perform a lot of complex calculations. The types of codes that do this are are trying to solve the toughest problems that we have around the world. So environmental problems, social health, and science problems. And so high-performance computing often involves a lot of parallelism, a lot of multitasking, doing things, a lot of things at the same time. And so So you need efficient infrastructure underneath that supports you when you're trying to do these complex calculations. And today's focus in the HPC world is going to be on Amazon EC2, HPC 7G instances. So Heidi, can you tell people what are the Amazon EC2, HPC 7G instances, and what are the use cases for where people should look at using them? The first thing is we want to enable reducing time to results. So things like time to science, time to innovation, reducing time to discovery, or time to market. And so we're looking at developing technology that helps people predict weather better, or maybe run CFD codes, computational fluid dynamics codes better. Those are things like understanding airflow on airplane wings when you're designing new wings or reducing noise in airplane engines, maybe understanding drag on race cars. And HPC 7G was designed to help with these types of workloads. So helping with weather prediction, climate modeling, and things like these computational fluid dynamics codes. The HPC 7G was recently launched, and it's part of a portfolio that we have been building since we started a little over a year ago in January of 2022. And this instance type is specific to compute-intensive workloads or targets compute-intensive workloads. It is powered by our Amazon Graviton processors, and this is a new generation, a Graviton 3E, that powers the HPC 7G specifically. This delivers 35% better vector performance or floating point performance over the previous Graviton 3, and up to two times better floating point performance over Graviton 2. And I want to just talk a little bit about why that's important or what, what does that mean. So Graviton processors, they're ARM-based processors, they have vector instructions. And because we like to do things fast in HPC and we like to do as much at the same time as we can, vector instructions allow you to perform more work in a smaller unit of time than you can with scalar instructions. And so these vector instructions, as we improve floating point capability, which is how calculations are done in HPC typically, we can get them to go faster. And so this has been very helpful for compute intensive codes. So the ARM-based processors that are designed by AWS are designed by us for us. And one of the cool things about that is that we own the entire silicon stack. And by owning the stack, 
we can decide what sort of features are most important to keep in and what sort of features are not as important for our customers and our customer workload needs. The other thing about ARM processors in general or the ARM architecture, it's different from x86. It's a different instruction set. So like your, your AMD or your Intel x86 processors. And the one thing about it is that they are known for um, the ARM architecture because of its simple set of instructions that they are known for energy and power efficiency. And so we're able to deliver an instance type now that is more energy efficient. And that can help for various large scale HPC applications that are concerned about cost or concerned about conservation. There's a couple of things that are, are cool about this instance. It has 64 cores, a uh, single socket, which keeps it a little bit easier for some HPC codes. There's a single NUMA domain, which is non-uniform memory access. It means all the cores have the same access to memory. It has 128 gigabytes of memory. But the other thing we did is we're introducing for the first time different sizes with these HPC 7G instances. And these sizes are a little bit different from the traditional sizes you see on other instances from AWS. You still get the whole, all the memory, all the network bandwidth, but you get flexible core counts. And so what that does is you can choose your default, which is two gigabytes of memory per core, or you can go to four, eight, or 16 gigabytes of memory per core. Reducing your core count and keeping the memory, the same memory and the network bandwidth allows you to potentially improve performance depending on your workload needs. It also can help you if you're using a code where you're paying license costs per core. Uh, if running with fewer cores, you can therefore reduce your licensing costs. So you can kind of play that balance between performance and, and costs when you're dealing with licensing. I love the different nuances that you just explained with the HPC 7G instances, because then the next question that a lot of people are probably thinking as they're hearing you is, how do I figure out what are the right HPC compute requirements for my workload? So what advice do you have someone who's trying to figure this out? Yeah, there's a couple of things that you can do. The first thing is when I joined AWS, I saw how many instance types we had, and that was a bit overwhelming to know, well, I have this workload, which one do I possibly choose, right? So sticking in the HPC corner of, of the world here, um, the HPC instances are all labeled HPC. And we have three families or three sets of them in the suite now uh, so that you can at least identify if you know you have or believe you have an HPC workload. Typically, these workloads are going to be codes that are tightly coupled. So what that means is you have a whole bunch of work you want to complete, and you typically divide that work up amongst a bunch of workers, a bunch of, a bunch of cores across a cluster. And those cores or workers need to synchronize every now and then, or they need to share their data to be able to work on the partial resolution of a particular component of the application, or they need to uh, share their final results. And so they're communicating across the network. So they need fast compute and they need a, a network that's really fast. And so when you're looking for that kind of capability, then looking at the HPC instances is a good choice. As far as which type of instances, we do offer instances in two main classes. One of them is compute intensive. So if you're doing a whole bunch of computation and that's what's taking the most of your time, you're gonna wanna target that type of instance. Either you've got memory bandwidth requirements, which a lot of HPC instances do, which means I'm pulling uh, memory often. I'm, I'm either reading or writing to memory often, and I am doing a lot of computation. 
So we have a class of instances for that, and HPC7G falls in that category. And then we have a class of instances, which our HPC6ID falls into, which is for data intensive. So if you have codes that do a lot of temporary I.O. and need to write to local disk or they need a really big memory footprint, for example, you want to store a graph in memory or you want to store a whole bunch of data that you're going to process in memory because that's more efficient, it's closer to your compute than off the network somewhere, then your data intensive instances will be right for you. So basically, the one thing I do want to recommend is I know if you're just starting out, um, it's important to understand the performance and the behavior of the code that you're running. And if it's not something you know how to do yourself, uh, you know, we, we definitely have people that can help at AWS. And uh, it's really what it boils down to is understanding what your workload needs to do. But hopefully the HPC category on the name will at least help. So tell the people about the AWS Nitro system an elastic fabric adapter. How do these actually help with HPC workloads? HPC codes need compute. They need strong compute. They need fast storage, fast access to storage, and they need a fast network. And EFA, which is our elastic fabric adapter, is our performant network for HPC. So what this does is this delivers high bandwidth and low latency for these codes. So as I mentioned, we've got cores that are trying to talk to each other and moving data around uh, to accomplish a, a very large problem that's been split across many different processes across many cores. And you need a network that doesn't let other communication or other work on that network get in the way that creates congestion. And you want to be able to move that data as quickly as possible. So the AWS Nitro system is what drives the EFA network. And there's a couple of other little features in there too. One is, for example, our OS bypass. OS bypass is just saying, I'm not going to move the packets through the operating system. I'm going to take a shorter path to get it to Nitro quicker so that Nitro can get it across the network for me so I can move my data more quickly. That's one example. The other example that makes this a performant network is that we can route the data, we can split it up into little pieces, into packets, and we can route it such that we can, even though it's going to a single destination, we can find multiple best paths to get there. And so we can identify, detect congestion, and again, get that data to its final destination more quickly. So that piece is an important component. And actually, HPC7G is introduced with a 200 gigabits per second network. We've increased our bandwidth as we continue to innovate on these instances. We've gone from our first HPC6A instance with 100 gigabits per second now to a 200 gigabits per second network. So does that mean that when customers are spinning up one of the HPC7G instances that they have to actually go and select if they want the Elastic Fabric Adapter? Yes, actually, it's very easy. You just set a flag that says, hey, I want to use it. EFA is, is available and ready to be used. And, and again, the target is for these workloads that you want to have all these performance features available to you. So um, yeah, it, it's, it's an easy setup in your config as you're setting up your cluster to say, yep, I'm going to use the EFA network. So for people who are using the HPC6A or the HPC6ID, what's the process for them if they wanted to switch to the HPC7G instance? So the first thing is there's a couple of differences. One, as I mentioned earlier, there's two main architectures in our HPC uh, suite of instances. There's the x86, which are AMD Milan in our HPC 6A and Intel's Ice Lake in our HPC 6ID. 
Those are a different architecture than the ARM based Graviton instances, which use the ARM instruction set or architecture. And so if you have a code that you build yourself, you can get access to an HPC 7G and give it a try. You need to rebuild it. If you've already built it and it's running on x86, you can just go ahead and give it a try. If you're using a licensed code that somebody else built for you that you're just using, you have to make sure that that provider delivers a version that will work with an ARM based processor. But if it does, then you should just be good to go. So uh, really, it's it's uh, for the price performance that we deliver and the capability that we deliver with this HPC 7G instance, there's really no reason not to give it a go. I love that enthusiasm. So Heidi, where can people go if they want to learn more about the HPC 7G instances and get started? So we try to make sure that we are continuously updating, providing information for our users through various forms. We do blogs. We have a bunch of people that are busy always looking for the best tips, the best advice, the best performance advice, or, or know-how to spin up clusters uh, in on AWS. And so we have blogs available. We also have tech shorts if you want to watch some YouTube videos on different topics. We have a wealth of those. We have user guides. We have a single place to go to find all of this information. It's at day1hpc.com. And if you go there, you can you can search for things. You can find out all kinds of information about EFA. You can find out about the different instance types. You can find out more about our, our parallel file system, our Lustre file system that's needed for HPC codes. So it's targeted at HPC customers and how to help them use our infrastructure to the best of their ability. Thanks so much for having me.